Welcome to the dungeon. No, uh, n- not the dungeon. <laughs> we are welcoming them to, and I love a great rabbit hole. A good rabbit hole? I love a good rabbit hole. I do love a good rabbit hole. Yes. I enjoy rabbit holes. I get lost in them all the time. Like, I'll be working and all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, it's noon. My bad. Yeah. I do the same thing. But on a good note, I'm Rin. And I'm Tammy. And welcome Welcome to our podcast. Our podcast. (laughs) Our third podcast. We've made it to three. third podcast. And I'm thinking maybe when we get five, 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 do you think five? We should publish. Five would work. Five yes. will publish. Five is a good number. Maybe five will actually get, we'll get an email address so that when we get tons of fans, they can email us and tell them how much they love us. Yes. Or give us our ideas for stories because we're always willing to talk about whatever. Right. Or they can tell us and correct us on Florida person. Yes. Because I'm yes. pretty sure we're yes. going to get some, some, some comments about Florida peeps. Oh, we're getting feedback like crazy, I guarantee Oh, it. I know. I mean, I, I'm giving myself feedback because I listened to it. I'm sorry, but I cracked myself up. I was like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we were damn hilarious. I was like, oh, my God, Tammy, we're so funny. <laughs> yeah. you know Just ask us. We'll tell you. You know you're funny when you laugh at yourself, right? Isn't oh, that yeah. like the, the true sign of being funny, laughing at yourself? Or is that the sign of insanity? Oh, no, either way, you know it works. Right. Okay. I personally like to laugh at myself. That way I can tell other people that when I do stupid shit, that they can laugh at me too, because I can laugh at myself. Right. And that's not self-deprecation. That's self-promotion. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But um, I'm also that friend that will laugh hysterically while crawling over to ask you if you're okay when you eat shit. Why am I eating shit? Like, if you trip and fall. (gasps) Oh! Land. I thought you were implying that, like, I'm eating poop. And I'm like... No, why... That doesn't make any sense. Right? No. You, I'm, I'm not going to laugh at you or do that. I'm going to be vomiting. Right. Like, no. Did you understand why no, I was no, I really lost? I was like, why am I, why am I, why did I become a fecal filiac? Like, when did that happen? I, I forget you have a small child, so your mouth isn't nearly as foul as mine. Right. Like, I used to, I used to be sailor, sailor savvy with my mouth. But unfortunately, I decided to become a mom, which was very deranging of me. And like words that used to be fuck hell shit damn mother became you know son of a puss bucket and oh oh darn oh pickles (laughs) yeah pickles is for everything like you name the bad word pickles has been substituted for it like one time my daughter was like mom did you really say that if i drank all my water and wet my pants you were really gonna lose your pickles and i'm like yes yes i did Mm -hmm. (laughs) gonna lose my pickles so (laughs) Do you have anything uh, new, exciting, or adventurous going on in your life? Or is it just, you know, wake up, go to bed? I started this really crazy endeavor with one of my oldest friends. Um, we started recording a podcast. And that was probably the craziest idea we have ever had. But I'm enjoying it, personally. Oh, really? What's her name? Rin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you know her? I do? No way. <laughs> She sounds really He's cool. I wonder if I can meet her. Mm. <laughs> Hi. Sometimes I'm a little slow and not very quick to catch on to things. So uh, I have a story for you today. Would you like to hear about it? I love stories. It's a story about little green men, but they're not actually green. They're silver. Uh, okay. So we're, we're going to get into that because I have questions. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. So the whole like kelly green men case like i don't get it because they're silver 
Like yeah. throughout the whole story, they yeah. talk about how they're silver and they're made of metal and nowhere in the entire freaking story do they talk about them being green. Nothing about them Until is green. Until you get into the later stories where they start talking about the quote unquote little green men. Right. And then they like, start calling them green? little green men, but at no point in time, excuse me. Excuse me, I had a little moment with some burps. I'm going to edit that one later. Mark, edit that out. <laughs> By the way, Mark is our AV guy. He does all of our editing. He's super wonderful. Because we're so advanced on our third podcast, we have someone to do our editing for us. Yes. <laughs> um, he probably won't edit that out. He's a jerk. I love you. <laughs> um, so... Um, we're going to hear about the Hopkinsville Goblins, also known as the Kelly Green Men case. Kelly Green. So they're not actually goblins, though. No, they're not goblins because right. they're not like, you know, those little guys in Dungeons and Dragons or in World of Warcraft. And they don't have long noses. They don't and they don't they're not in Gringotts or anything like that. They're just apparently they're not even small enough. Like they come up to like your hip. I always assumed like yeah. goblins were, were like short, like down to your calf. I mean, I guess my calf. But I don't know. Some six foot. Well, we are kind of tall. So right. I guess it all depends. Maybe our calves. I mean, how tall yeah. is a goblin? According to your story, what, two and a half to three and a half feet tall? I don't see, see, I see that as like a hobbit. Yeah. Or a hobbit's Very taller. childlike. I don't know my mythology I, very, we need to do a mythology episode, that'll be Mythology, good. yeah, definitely. Okay. okay, so, the Hopkinsville Gollins. Starting off strong. Not golems. Goblins. <laughs> Golobin lobins. Or the Kelly Green Men case is known... As a close encounter with extraterrestrial beings in 1955 near near Kelly and Hopkinsville in Christian County, Kentucky, USA. Let me just preface this by saying Christian County is because, yes, it is the Bible Belt. It is Hallelujah. I did look it up last night as to exactly where it was at in Kentucky. It's down in that little I, crooky part. Like mm -hmm. I do have family in Kentucky in the Louisville area. If they ever start listening to this podcast, so I had to do my research oh, good job on saying, to make sure I wasn't good job related on saying to that them. town. Right? Thank you. Well done. I don't say it right, and I get crap for it all the time. Louisville. No, no, no. I, I could be a real pain in the butt and be like Louisville. Oi, oi, vey. Yeah, You're gonna make my eye twitch. It's like it's like Louis Button. <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, UFO, UFOologists regarded as one of the most significant and well-documented cases in the history of UFO incidents. While skeptics say its reports were due to the effects of excitement and misidentification of natural phenomena such as meteors and owls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, because I always see, mix up my aliens and owls. As do I. So here's my thing. I, I started on my own particular rabbit hole just so I could keep up with the topic of conversation. I started um, looking things up and it took me to Project Blue Book. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but everything that I found in Project Blue Book in the early days is not mentioned. Could not find anything right. about Hopkinsville's or Kelly no. at all. No, Project Blue Book didn't touch this bad boy at all. No. It's not in it. No. Um, no, no. And they made they made mention, they 
did say that it was possibly a hoax, and they made mention to um, in Project Kelly or in Project Kelly Blue, Blue Book, Book. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of MJ twelve, which is uh, an interesting phenomenon. But again, they you know they also talked about Roswell and all that other kind oh. of stuff. But I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Like one of the most predominant encounters that ufologists call this, and it's it's not written down anywhere in government right. History. All right. So our let us take a step back to, you know, a lovely August evening, a slug, a slugly, a lovely summer August evening, uh, August 21st, 1995, where Billy Ray went 1955. out. 1955. What did I say? 95. <laughs> it was a little bit. I'm graduating from that. high school and uh, we're in August. Okay. Um, August 1955, Billy Ray went out to the well to fetch a pail of water. Um, when he spotted something floating in the night sky, the item was shaped like an egg and a glowing ball of fire. It was emitting colors of every rainbow. How does it do that? I don't understand. It's a glowing ball of fire, but emitting every color of the rainbow. Um, he went, I kind of want to make a, a joke <laughs> that will probably get me slapped by the LGBTQ plus community. Don't you dare. You should. But- <laughs> I will slap you. It's all about the rainbows. <laughs> um, flaming balls of rainbows. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't think they would slap you because they're good with being flaming balls. Yeah. Maybe not. Okay. Um, So he went back into the house to tell the others. No one believed him. They thought they thought it was a meteor or a trick of some lighting. I'm sorry. But if, you know, my husband came back in and told me that he just saw a flaming ball um, shooting across the sky, I'd be like, dude, I want to go see. I'd run outside. I'd want to see it, especially if he thought it landed nearby our house. Be like, oh, I want to go find it. Let's go pick up some meteor rocks. I mean, that came from outer space. Hello. Right. Maybe I'm a nerd. No, I am a nerd. Um, But then all of a sudden, the dog started to, I said the dog started to glow because I can't type. Um, The dog started to growl. And then someone went outside to check. And that's when the little man showed up. Dun, dun, dun. At this point in time, it's only one, though. Right. Correct? Yeah. Only one, only one man. man showed up. Um, and true to form, like any backwood man from Kentucky, what'd he do? Shot at it. He went and got his gun. Heck yep. yes, he did. He went and he got his shotgun and he started to shoot at it. Um, and this is apparently where the standoff began. To s- began. And um, slowly but surely, more men started to show up. Um so and you mean little green slash silver men little green slash silver men um now apparently according to ufoologist um jerome clark who later stated um that when they were shot at um let me see where does it say that the family stated that it didn't hit the goblets, but goblets, goblins, but when the bullets would strike them, it sounded like it was striking metal buckets, because I'm sure that they know what that sounds like. They shoot a lot of metal buckets. Um, also, that when they would try to shoot at them, they would just do kind of like this, like, backflip. And then they would float back down. So they would kind of like do, like, you know, at a carnival, like when you would shoot something and it would just kind of whiz around, but then it would just like land again. That's apparently like what they would do in air. But then they would just float back down as if you hadn't shot them. So they were, it was kind of like they were shooting at air. So I don't know. Um, But they weren't apparently able to hit them that or they just were not crack shots. 
Um, so finally, the family was able to escape the house when five adults and seven children all came into the Hopkinsville police station claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking their small one-bedroom farmhouse. They stated they had been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. Four hours of gunfire at these little things that they couldn't hit. And Okay, so let's talk about the fact that they thought they were owls. How many owls are going to keep coming at a house after being shot at repeatedly? I don't- you know, and we t- we talked about this last night. So first off, let's just ixnay the fact that you're in literally BFE Kentucky, where your girlfriend is your sister, your sister's your uncle's mom, hey, and Kentucky. you're all it's going not down. I I know, but you all have that one tooth in your head, and that one tooth two. is the smartest person in the room. <laughs> and I say this because I am from that small little backwoods town, um, Pendleton, Pilot Rock, even smaller. That's true. Anyway, so okay, let, let's explain the fact that we are that they're from this area. But you also have to think of the fact that because they are in this tiny little backwater town. These guys grew up hunting. But they're not even in the town. They're in the county of the town. Exactly. I know. And these guys spend their time in the woods. They know the kind of animals that are out there. So for somebody to say they were shooting at great horned owls. Okay, first off, great horned owls are solo creatures. They do not fly in packs. They are not like geese. Nope. They are not like the birds you see in the sky. They're not like wolves. They don't run in packs. They are solo creatures. So how can they spend four hours shooting at something? flocks of horned owls. And not hitting one. Because if I'm correct in your research, there was nothing found. There's no body. There was no blood. No No nothing. No feathers. Nothing. Yeah, so how can you say it's a great horned owl? I call BS on that part. I mean, and how many, how many great horned owls? Like, no, 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 missed me. I'm going to come back at you. Like, also, apparently, these little, (laughs) I mean, I mean, could you seriously see, like, great horned owls being like, I'm going to poke my head up. Mm -hmm. Miss me. Right in front of a window. Right. Like, they're not, they're not clever. I mean, they're not there to play peekaboo with you. No. They just hang out in barns and then they're then they leave. They go find some field mice, eat their field mice, and go to bed. Like that's their job. Yep. They don't sit there and play peekaboo with the locals. No, no. So that's that. I'm calling BS when people are saying, "Oh, it was the great horned owl." Right. No. I mean, I can't think of a single animal in the entire animal kingdom of any sort that wants to come back for extra buckshot to the face. Right. And, you know, there there's also rumors that these things might have been a cryptid of some kind. But from the research that I could find, there's no cryptid like that no. in that area. There's no there's no living anything that's dumb enough to keep coming back and being like, shoot me again. Shoot me again. Four, <laughs> hey. four hours. There was something like 30 or 40 boxes of ammunition right. when the police showed up. Like, the four hours of these guys shooting... And again, these guys are hunters. Right. They know how to shoot things, even in the dark. So, and then here's the other part. So if nothing was coming at them and the people were just shooting for the shit of it, they're not going to shoot for the shit of it. They're not just going to be like, hey, let's waste 40, 50 boxes of ammunition because that's Mm -hmm. cheap. 
let's up from inside the house, mind right, you. Right. Let's just blow up. Let's just destroy our windows and screen our yeah. one screen door because that's a good idea. I mean, now I understand they're, they're backwoods and kind of derpy, but I mean, they're not all backwoods and derpy. I mean, it is their house. Yes. So, all right. So. A little bit of information about the Sutton farmhouse. It sat on three acres of tobacco fields, rather isolated from the nearest neighbors. Um, They lived about a quarter of a mile down the road. The family home was an old farmhouse that was unpainted with corrugated roof, no locks, no running water. The family had few connections to the outside world, no telephone, no radio, and no TV. The family considered themselves to be independent and did not turn to anyone else for help. There's absolutely no reason that they would have sat there for four hours wasting 40 boxes of ammunition just shooting the shit out of their house. Absolutely none. That's ridiculous. I I concur. So, finally, the family was able to escape the house. They all piled, they, like, ran for the hills to get into their car, piled into their car. Five adults, seven (laughs) children, all came into the Hopkinsville police station, claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking their small one-bedroom farmhouse. They stated they had been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. Two of the adults, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor... God, those names. You can't make that crap up, dude. Those are just like classic, like, good night, John oh. boy. Like, I kid you not. One of them was named OP, too. Yeah, OP. Like, OP, like O Oscar Peter. OP. I know. I kid, like, what? And the Elmer Lucky Sutton. I'm sorry. If your name is Elmer, yeah. you're not lucky. No. Because, like, people no. don't call and you And I love how you Luke. said, I love how you said they quote unquote ran for the hills. No, they were technically running out of the hills into town. <laughs> um,. So they stated they had been shooting 12 to 15 short, dark figures who repeatedly popped up in doorways, peered and or peered in the windows. Again, horned out. No animal in the animal kingdom is going to do that. No. So and let's see. So it would seem that the cops were worried about the idea of possible open gunfire between local citizens. So here's what came with them back to their house. Now, this is. I feel is a little bit of overkill for... A little excessive? Oh, mighty. Four <laughs> city police officers, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military police from the nearby U.S. Army Fort Campbell, plus a partridge and a pear tree. Oh, I was totally going to sing that and you stole my line. Uh, <laughs> couldn't help it, dude. All of that drove out to the Sutton Farmhouse located in the southwestern crook of Kentucky. I just, I can't help it. It's that little crook. It's, a, it's just that little, like, derp down in the bottom. I don't even know what you call that. Derp? It is. It's just that little, like, it's that little, it's not a hangy. hangy down bit? It's not, it's not a hangy <laughs> bit. Because the hangy bit is Florida. We know that. Oh, yeah. It, the, Florida's the ball sack of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that oh, little Florida. crook. It's just like, er, er, yes. it's just, a, er, I don't know. Is that a, is that a, how do you spell? Er? I don't know. Okay. I think there's a lot of R's in it. There is. So, <laughs> um, personally, I feel like that's a rather large number of police officers for this event. Um, there's as many police officers as there were people living in the house. Um, it mean to me it felt like they were taking the claim of small green excuse me silver um, men as a real claim <laughs> and they all wanted to come out and see it um, that or there isn't a damn thing to do and they were all bored as hell well you have to think this is 1955 and in what was it 1947 the Roswell crash happened True. 
and by this point, there was um, also the, what is it, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind radio cast, oh, yeah. where they did the radio show, and they said, little mean grand, little green men are coming to oh. take over the world. So, when did War of the Worlds happened? I, I don't remember. I mean, I forgot. I don't Maybe know. that's what it what, what I was talking Maybe. about. And it, it was the radio cast that said, we're all going to die. Yeah, that was War of the Worlds. So, yeah, they had that fear in them. So, I mean, of course they're going to be like, all right, this is it. It's go time. <laughs> Especially the military. So, um, and so, uh, so the police officers, along with all the members of the farmhouse, included Glennie Langford, her children, Lonnie. Um, I also totally, when I was reading this the first time, I said, I said charlatan and it's actually um, Carlton. It's like like charlatan. It's not a good name for a kid. Um, Mary and two sons from a previous marriage, Elmer Lucky Sutton, John Charlie, also known as J.C. Sutton, and their respective wives, um, Vera and Aileen, Aileen's brother, Opie Baker, OPB. You down with OPB? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) No, wrong thing. Stop. Ixnay. Mark. (laughs) Drop that, drop that out. Nope, just kidding. Don't leave it in. Um, And Billy Ray Taylor and his wife, June. Both the Taylors, Lucky and Vera Sutton, were reportedly, uh, oh crap, I looked this word up and I can't, uh, anyways, they were part-time carnival people who were visiting the farmhouse. And personally, I think it's a good thing that maybe they weren't always living at the farmhouse because it was a one bedroom and I have no idea where anybody slept. One bedroom. Right. Well, this is, (laughs) you gotta you got to think of the area and the time we're in. <laughs> like, literally, were they just, like, was there, like, one of those, like, Dr. Seuss-style bunk beds? <laughs> well, yeah. That's how they did it back then. And everybody was just stacked on top of one another? Okay. Now, Billy Ray and his wife were actually, yes, I, I know they were, and I know this is kind of a slang term, but carnies. <laughs> hey, man, don't be knocking on carnies. My parents were I'm carnies. Not, I'm not. I'll kill you. I, I'm not. Um. <laughs> But they, he was originally from Pennsylvania. Isn't that correct? Um, that part I didn't put down here, but maybe. I mean, back he then, was the one who spotted people the... weren't necessarily, like, skeezy and stuff like that. Yeah. It was it was okay. Like, carnivals were a little bit more reputable and such. No, I'm not talking about him being sleazy. I'm talking about Billy Ray was the one who originally saw... No, the carnival that... people was um, both the Taylors, Lucky and Vera... Oh, okay. And Vera Sutton were reportedly um, the temporary carnival workers who were visiting the farmhouse. Okay. So they didn't live I there thought... all the time. They were just visiting at no, the time of the, I know. I just... of the alien interaction. I thought uh, Billy Ray Taylor was the one that saw the saucer. Yes. Billy Ray Taylor was the, it was the saucer okay. spotter. Okay. That, that's <laughs> saucer spotter. I like that. That's what I was asking because, I mean, you know, coming from... A, a big old city like Philadelphia, even the 50s, there's still, you don't get to see a whole lot of the stars. That's true. So going from Philadelphia to literally nowhere Kentucky and seeing something drop out the sky. Maybe a little weird. Although, I mean, yeah. you see a lot of weird stuff in Philly, like men wearing tinfoil hats. Been there, done that. Valid. All right. So when the police arrived at the farmhouse, their search yielded nothing apart from evidence of gunfire. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. excuse me, and holes in windows and screen doors made by the firearms. The family stated that they did hit the goblins, but the bullets would strike them and sound 
Um, the sound resembled bullets striking metal buckets because they were little silver tin man, tin men that were about hip height. So <laughs> let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. So, so now we're talking about Jerome Clark, who is a well-known UFOologist. Clark describes and described that he did discover a um, odd luminous patch along the fence where one of the beans had been shot. Um, and in the woods beyond, uh, in the woods beyond a green light whose source could not be determined. So they did find something, a lo two luminous patches that could not be explained. So there was legitimately something. There was something, and I mean, I'm sorry, if, if you do find something that you can't explain and they're luminous, and I don't know about you, but I, I haven't met very many, you know, bioluminescent horned owls <laughs> right <laughs> so unless they're very common in just backwoods Kentucky I'll have to ask my friend Jordan if he knows of many um, it's bioluminescent algae <laughs> algae sorry I knocked over my microphone that happens just try not to okay. try not to fondle it too much no promises in combat. All right. All right. Clark also wrote that investigations by police, Air Force officers from nearby Fort Campbell, and civilian UFOologists found no evidence of a hoax. However, Brian Dunning reported the claim that Air Force investigators showed up the next day at Miss Langford's house has been published a had has been published a number of times by later authors, but I could find no cooperation of uh, cooperating cooperating evidence of this dunning also observed the four military police who accompanied the police officer on the night of the event were from an air army base not an air force base this is true the air force slash airborne didn't actually go into fort campbell kentucky until um <laughs> the 1970s i believe oh. and then the 161st airborne transferred over so they started working more but fort campbell was actually just an army base at that oh point. do you think maybe that's why it didn't show up in blue book is because there was no air force involved down in that area and they were like eh, it's not on our radar because we don't have any we don't have any birds in the sky down there possibly maybe so i don't know so as it would as it so happened wouldn't you know, word of the little goblins spread all over the place like wildfire. And everybody wanted to get a look at the place where the goblins landed. Yes. And it spread far and wide. And people all over came to come and see this. And of course, the people that lived there were like, we're not having this. We don't want this. And like, they tried to get the cops to intervene. And of course, the cops were like, me? You're out of town. This is all you, big guy. It's like you, it sucks <laughs> to be you, man. You're, you're the ones right? who came running to us. Now, random tangent. Didn't um, at least two of the people who witnessed this incident admit to using alcohol? Ah, see. There's the thing. They Here's the rub. <laughs> no, they were not intoxicated. There was proof that there had only been, they had only each had one beer. 
Okay. Because the empty beer bottles were actually in the trash can. So they were not intoxicated. And after four hours of a standoff, I'm sorry, yeah. nobody's going to be drunk after that. So no, there, yeah. and oh, there was no. Shit, drink. after the first encounter, I'd have been there sober. Was no proof, <laughs> there was no proof of drug use either. So it was yeah. not, it was not alcohol and or drug um, induced uh, hallucinations, if one may think. Okay, one other random tangent before you continue on. Sure. Uh, this tangent is a piece away, my dear. Uh, again, rabbit hole. Love a good rabbit hole. I told you this was a I, fun one. I knew that this was in Kentucky, and one of my favorite creepy stories comes out of Kentucky. The Bell Witch. Everybody's heard witch of the Bell is Witch. Uh, the Bell Witch, one of the first reported actual witch cases in the United States. No, we're not counting Salem because none of that was ever proven. However, we all know that that was mass hysteria. Yes, but I found it very interesting. I wanted to see, so I actually looked it up, that where they were located, uh, according to the little map that I found, was less than 45 minutes away from the Bell Witch Cave. Oh my God, they were her minions. It was exactly 32.6 miles away from the Bell Witch. Now, you also have to remember Damn, that the Bell Witch... 666 miles away. Right? The Bell Witch, the, um, where she was actually going after the family, was away from the actual cave closer to the city of Kelly at that point in time. So... I mean, they're they silver with closer. horns. Yep. So, so for those of you who don't happen to have my screen on your screen or in your brain right now, um, which is probably everyone uh, that's listening to this podcast, uh, the Hopkinsville goblins basically kind of look like um, little silver men with very broad chests. They probably come up about mid height on, I would, they probably look about three feet tall. They have uh, what I would say as a daft punk helmet with little gold eyes and antenna and they have sporks for hands and like crutches for for legs like their legs don't really have any definition they just look like like a crutch pole like poles. their head looks like they have thor hats on like yeah thor hats like but thor they hats. have like a visor like from daft yeah. punk like a daft punk visor across the front and then like two yeah. golden like i don't know if that would be like their eyes or if that is just like a just a decorative <laughs> fixture upon their daft punk helmet so they've got thor wings daft punk visor and little golden nobbies and um spork hands crutches and their hands are exceptionally long um that basically kind of makes them look a little bit cro-magnon knuckle dragging Um, and that's another thing with the whole horned owl thing with the way that they put their eyes the eyes were slightly back um to the right and left um so their eyes were not actually facing forward, which owl eyes do face directly forward. So that was that was another piece of int- in- information I found really interesting that explained the whole horned owl idea. Right. Um, so of course the um, because the the word spread about um, the Hopkinsville goblins all over the place, and everybody and their dog tried to show up at their house. Um, the family was like, well, fine, if everybody's going to show up at my house and make and be a gigantic nuisance, we're going to start charging them. 
So yeah. they start charging people for like entrance to their property. And when that started happening, everybody's like, well, this is a hoax. Me. Well, see, you know, and that in itself is completely dangerous because I don't go walking up to people's properties, whether I'm in Kentucky or not. Right. It's just not something you don't do. Also, can we just say these people unloaded 40 boxes of buckshot on horned owls or goblins. Why are you going to show up on their property? Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Don't do that. Right? You might. You you might get a warning shot. You might. And apparently we have a... Tiny human... Tiny human guest speaker <laughs> on the podcast tonight. Oh, there goes everything. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, that's a good place to. Well, apparently we're going to have to to wrap up the podcast tonight. Uh, my daughter has informed me that she is uh, hearing she's voices. she's hearing voices in bed. So luckily, that was the end of my story. Um, <laughs> thank goodness. And uh, everyone, this is Adeline. This is my daughter. Go ahead and say hi right here. Hi. That was. Oh my gosh, hi. That was that was a whole lot of hi. And um, yes, it was. So I hope everybody enjoyed hearing about the Hopkinsville goblins, which are not green in any way, shape, or form, and don't exist. We don't know that they don't exist. Which goblins do not exist, people? She told them. Yes, she did. You're weird. Guess we're not going to argue with people. (laughs) All right. So next week, we are going to actually have a bit of a insanity debate where one side picks hollow earth, one side picks flat earth, and we decide which side's more crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be more crazy. All right. Challenge accepted. You're the crazy one. (laughs) I'm not the crazy one. We'll see. All right. right. Um, Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. And remember, you have permission to be a little bit crazy. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right.